Let me just start over with that. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. For in him all things He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Kind of getting an idea of who Jesus is. And he is the head of the body, the church. He's the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. Remember that phrase. He is the firstborn from among the dead. This... For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile himself to all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. <laughs> Don't pay attention to that. Well, pay attention to that. Don't pay attention to this. All right. So once upon a time, there was a guy and let's just uh, push this out of here, okay? And refocus this, the camera, please. So once upon a time, there was a guy who took his girlfriend to her first football game. And they had great seats right behind their team's bench. And after the game, he asked her, well, how do you, how'd you like the game? And uh, what'd you think of it? And she goes, oh, I really liked it. Uh, but I couldn't, I just couldn't understand why they were killing each other over 25 cents. <laughs> and the man was dumbfounded and, he, and, he, and uh, her date asked, uh, what do you mean? And she goes, well, they flipped a coin and one team got it. And then for the rest of the game, they all kept screaming, get the quarterback, get the quarterback. And I'm like, hello, it's only 25 cents. Have you ever completely missed or misread a situation? Like you walk in thinking one thing is going on and then you find out something else completely different. One time we were at the pastor's winter retreat and uh, it was at the Grand Gateway Hotel here in Rapid City. And I went down to the Perkins uh, one morning of the retreat for a little breakfast. And then when I walked in, I saw that the district superintendent and a bunch of the pastors were all kind of sitting around a long table and uh, they were laughing and enjoying some, some light conversation, it seemed like, and they're just kind of hanging out for breakfast. And I was thinking, wow, I would, I would love to just hang out with some of those guys. And so uh, I'd love to spend some time with them. So I walked up to their table and I said, hey, can I join you guys? And they all looked at me with kind of a mix of amusement and pity. <laughs> and the DS, the district superintendent said, no, not really. Uh, this is a district board meeting. And I'm going, oops, so sorry. Uh, I apologize. And I walked away and I felt like kind of a fool and they're all laughing. And I'm like, 
Hello, it's only 25 cents. <laughs> well, we all have this problem. We think it's all about one thing, uh, but come to find out, it's not. It's really about something else. Maybe we think life is about one thing, but when we get to the end of it, we realize, no, it wasn't. I think a lot of people are going to get to the end of life kind of thinking it's all about the quarter. It's when, when it was all about something much bigger, a much bigger game. This is the way I felt at Perkins that day. Can you pay attention to the camera where it's pointed? <laughs> this is the way I felt about Perkins one day. Like here is the point. And here's me. Completely missing it. Completely missing it. I think a lot of people are going to get to the end of life thinking it's all about the quarter when it was really all about something, a much bigger game. Or they're going to think it's all about a casual breakfast when it's really all about by invitation only meeting. And that's a problem. That's why we have Easter. Easter teaches us two things. One, death is not about what you think it's about. And two, life is not about what you think it's about. The problem a lot of us have is that we don't really know what death is about. So we're afraid of death. Death scares us to death. Uh, what's so scary about death? Maybe you're afraid of uh, death because it seems so final. It's the end. There's nothing more after that. There's no there there. Or if you know that there's a high likelihood that this life isn't the end, you may not still have much comfort because you don't know for sure what will happen. You, you don't have any assurance that your destiny is to the good place and not the bad place. And so you're either going to live in fear because you're not thinking of what the, that death is what it's really about, or you're thinking that life is about something that's not really about, and so you're going to live in fear, so afraid to die that you're afraid to live. It's all about playing it safe, hunkering down, trying not to die. It's all about mitigation, okay? A lot of people don't really try to live. They just try not to die. Or the other thing that happens is that we try to grab all the gusto we can get. We're going for the gusto. I want to extract, extract. It, uh, <laughs> squeeze out of this life as much as I can because somewhere inside I believe that this life is all that there is and it's my only chance to exist and so I'm going to get as much out of it as I can and because after this there's nothing and if you believe this life is all you have you're certainly not going to live for the glory of God you're going to live for the glory of your one and only life which only exists on this earth if this is your framework, then you've completely missed the point of death. The resurrection of Jesus Christ means that death isn't the end. Colossians says he is the firstborn among the dead. Why would it, why would it say that he is the firstborn from among the dead if he was going to be the only one who is going to rise from the dead? It would have said he was the only born from among the dead. Jesus is not the only one who will end up rising from the dead, never to die again. The resurrection of Jesus Christ makes it clear that death is not the end. It's a transition. Jesus' resurrection secures and guarantees and is a 
harbinger of our resurrection. Wouldn't you like to know that you will be resurrected one day, that death is not the end for you or your loved ones? Isn't it encouraging to know that one day, not too long from today, you could be granted a brand new body, a body that's the very best version of you, a body that won't break down and won't be vulnerable to COVID-19 or cancer or obesity or mental illness or any other physical malady that we suffer here in these current bodies that have been corrupted by sin. You'll be recognizable by your loved ones, but without all the effects of ill health or aging. If you believe that death is the end of everything, and it isn't a and, and you have missed the point of death altogether. Completely missed it. You see, the resurrection of Jesus teaches us that death isn't about the end of our life. It's about stepping into eternity. It's not an ending. It's a transition. It's the start of something new and different. Listen to Hebrews 9, 27 through 28. It says, just as people are destined to die once... Okay, then you, after that, to face judgment. So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many. Doesn't say, say the sins of all. You've got to put your faith and your trust and make it all about him. But the sins of many. And he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Are you waiting for him? Is your life about Jesus? So really, if you're afraid of death, then you're afraid of the wrong thing. Instead of being afraid of death, you know what we really should be afraid of? I think we should really be afraid of missing Jesus. It's kind of like this. Here's me going into Perkins thinking the point is one thing. And I find out that the point is actually up here. And I completely miss it. How sad it is to go through life and completely miss Jesus. Colossians tells us that he is the point of everything. So if you miss Jesus, you miss the point of everything. Instead of being concerned about missing out on grabbing all the gusto that we can get, we should be concerned about missing out on grabbing on to Jesus Christ. Instead of living in fear that death will come knocking, we should live in the fear that when Jesus comes knocking, we won't be waiting for him. We won't be thinking about him at all. Our lives won't be about Jesus. It's going to be about something else. That should make us afraid. It's like a paradigm shift where you thought that the most important thing was one thing, and then you get there and you realize it's something else entirely. Oh, it's all about Jesus? And you get to the party thinking it's a casual breakfast that you can just crash if you want to, but you find out it's really the marriage supper of the Lamb. And it's this big thing about Jesus. And, and you weren't thinking Jesus, your life, and all your life you weren't thinking about Jesus. I hope that's not you. But if it has been, let this Easter be a turning point in your life. Turn it toward Him. You might have been thinking it was all about the money but it was really about Jesus. 
you thought it maybe it was about being comfortable, but it was really all about Jesus. You thought it was about learning and education and personal growth. You thought it was about all about achieving maybe enlightenment. You thought it was about personal fulfillment and self-actualization. You thought it was about maybe bowling the perfect game. I don't know, but you get to the end and you're only gonna find out one thing, what the real point is. Don't be afraid of death. Be afraid of missing Jesus in your life. Be afraid of missing the point of life and death. The resurrection of Jesus teaches us that life and death aren't about what we might be thinking they are about. It teaches us that everything is about Jesus because Jesus is God. The resurrection means Jesus is God. You know, there's only about three things that you need to establish to prove that Jesus is God. And these have been proven over and over again, but people still refuse to look at them. They still, they still refuse. They still refuse to accept that Jesus Christ is God because they've got their reasons. They've got their reasons. But you really only need three things. Okay, you need to prove that Jesus died, and nobody doubts that. No, no serious historian doubts that Jesus was a person and he died a terrible death on a Roman cross. That's borne out throughout history. Okay, you need to prove that the tomb was empty. Well, if the tomb, uh, if the tomb wasn't empty, why didn't they just produce the body? Okay, they prove the tomb is empty. Most everybody believes and knows that the tomb was empty. And number three, all you got to believe is that is that the disciples' lives were completely transformed and they believed that Jesus rose from the dead and they went to their deaths and suffered and martyrdom for what they knew, whether it was true or a lie. And nobody dies for something that they know is a lie. Well, nobody doubts that the disciples were convinced and it transformed their lives. That's all you need to do. Three simple things, very powerful things. But these three things, the tomb was empty, Jesus died a terrible death, the tomb was empty, and the disciples' lives were transformed. When they come together, they can only be explained by one thing. Don't be afraid of death. The resurrection teaches us that Jesus is God. He is who he said he is. And the resurrection means that everything next to Jesus is really kind of small potatoes. He knows your every need. He really does. He even actually cares about even the small concerns of your life. But in the bigger scheme of things, next to Jesus and who he is and his glory and his power and his supremacy, everything else is small. The resurrection of Jesus proves that he's God. And because Jesus is God, your life and your death is all about Jesus. It's really not even about me or you. It's not about our personal fulfillment. It's not, about, it's not all about the Benjamins, baby, right? Uh, like back in the Bill Clinton days. It's not about the economy, stupid, okay? It's not about the global pandemic. It's not about human suffering, even. It's not about self-actualization. It's not about enlightenment. It's not about submission. It's about Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is God. And in the end, everything is about God. By the very definition of who God is, how could anything be about anything else? Band, I'm getting ready to wrap it up here. The good news is 
because Jesus rose from the dead and because he is God, your life has an eternal purpose and an eternal destiny that's all wrapped up in the eternal God, Jesus Christ. Please don't miss the point. Don't miss the point. Don't let another Easter go by and you think, oh, that was a nice Easter. Oh, weren't the Easter lilies pretty? Oh, did you see the dresses? They went ahead and put on their dresses. Don't miss the point as it means everything. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray, God, for everybody listening today, that they would see Jesus high and lifted up, holy and exalted, almighty God. He was there at the creation of the world. Through him, all things were created. Nothing was created that has been created except it was through him and for him and by him. He's the central focus of all history, but he's the central focus of all eternity. Jesus, Jesus, you're what it's all about. Oh, God, help us not to miss that, thinking it was actually about something else, not about anything else. We can climb the ladder and climb the ladder and climb the ladder until we get to the top and find out the ladder's leaning against the wrong wall. Jesus Christ, you are what it's about. I pray, Lord Jesus, that my friends and family and, and every viewer, every, every friend I haven't even met yet, who hears this message will fall before you and say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me for my sins. Make my life all about you. I've been so focused on so many other things and there's only one thing that really matters. Help me, God, to choose that every day. In Jesus' name, amen. We've got a relatively new song for you we're going to close with this morning. Um, you've been waiting to clap your hands. This is the opportunity. Uh, kids, you can run into the kitchen, grab yourself a ladle or a spoon and a pot, <laughs> and bring it back out. Daniel asked that if you're going to bang on the pot, make sure you do it in his feet. So, here we go. <laughs>